0: Kia ora, I'm Sharon Brett Kelly. Today on the detail, the tons and tons and tons of rubbish that come off construction sites and get dumped. I'm on a brand new street in Flatbush, South East Auckland, where the building boom is in full force and the shocking, ugly side effects hit you in the face. It looks like a bit of site fence down here, there's a bit of random bit of scaffolding that someone's yeah. left behind.
1: Broken concrete there that's come, come from somewhere. If you look in the street, there's not one skip. There's no port a A lot of the sites don't have a security fence. Stuff is blowing onto the street.
0: Yeah. This is just one street among many in Auckland. And these are among the thousands of houses and apartments to be built this year. More than 43,000 nationwide were consented in the year to May, a lift of 17% on the year before. And in Auckland alone, the new builds produce nearly 570,000 tonnes of waste, roughly half the entire landfill volume. That's equal to 23,155 shipping containers going to the dump. And the more houses they build, the bigger the problem gets. It's a bit of an
1: invisible topic.
0: Today I'm with Mark Roberts from Auckland Council. His job is to tackle the massive pile of construction and demolition rubbish. But it is a battle to change the bad habits of an industry under pressure to fix our housing crisis.
1: With building comes some issues and so those are things like waste is an issue and uh, just kind of general site behaviours and site practices become an issue. And also problems with um, sediment control are also quite prevalent.
0: Sediment control as in?
1: Uh, Where you get uh, dirt and soil washing off a site because the ground has been exposed with with a digger.
0: And your job is to what? My
1: role is in waste solutions and I, myself and my colleague Felicity, work... Uh, almost exclusively on construction and demolition waste. C&D waste is roughly half of all waste in Auckland. comes from the building industry.
0: C&D? Uh, construction, construction and demolition. demolition, yep. You've been in this game for a while.
1: Uh, about seven or eight years, been working on it. OK. Yeah, council.
0: And I hear that you have lots of lots of good ideas and lots of good yeah. solutions. Yeah,
1: we, you know, look, nothing's kind of off the board where... Having to be innovative and come up with ideas, try things, work with people, work with the willing. There's, you know, there are plenty of cool people out there also in the industry who have the same see the same thing as us and have the same motivation to do something about it. A lot of what we do is to find those people, link them up, get them get them going. Yeah. But nonetheless, there's a lot of issues out there that kind of need a bit more of a different tack to try and tackle them. And that's why we have this project going on out here in Flatbush.
0: This is a trial scheme funded by the local board where contractor Simon Wilkinson goes around building sites on a daily basis and talks to workers and managers about how to deal with construction waste. Because here's another ugly statistic... Every new house build produces about 4.5 tonnes of waste. You'd have to set your curbside bin out weekly for more than 30 years to generate that much waste. And that's one house. Imagine what comes out of the high rise apartment blocks. We are on a street that has um, one, two, three, or at least four houses under construction in a, in a very short space. And, and uh, several that have been built. So it's sort of a classic new subdivision, isn't it? It's a
1: classic Kiwi subdivision, definitely.
0: Shall we go for a wee walk up here? Yep. And you can maybe point out to me some, some of, the of the problems, yep. and then we can talk about how, you, how you're how you going to try and fix them. Yeah, sure. How does that sound? Yeah,
1: feel? yeah. Hey, uh, what we'll do, just at this, this very first site here, yeah. um, you can see the floor structure has gone down. So uh, this is uh, what is often called a rib-raft floor and it it basically involves putting up a whole lot of formwork and They create um, infill spaces by putting polystyrene inside that formwork. Mm -hmm. And then they put steel mesh and various other piping, which you can see has popped up. Yeah. And then a concrete truck and a pump come along, and they pump concrete in it and level it out, and hey, presto, there's your floor. And there's the floor. Underneath that will be blocks of polystyrene. Okay, so that is a uh, material is of concern to us because although it's advantageous, it creates a lot of problems. It's often not well Handled or well stored or well used or well cut, there's a lot of scrap from it, and that can produce problems as well. And why we, is that? Because what you'll see is like this, yeah, you'll see bits of polystyrene, yeah. which escape from a site,
0: yeah. And so, what we've what you picked up now is just a little, little chunk little of, chunk of polystyrene, polystyrene, which is all those horrible little beads that sometimes go yep. into bean bags, yeah. Look, sorry,
1: I'm part and, of the problem now, the it's going just, everywhere.
0: They're yep. so light that they just well, get dispersed everywhere, don't yep. they? Yeah,
1: yeah. So and they're not
0: biodegradable.
1: No, no, they will exist like that for forever and a day. So, as you can see, if you look carefully, it's it'll be littered everywhere. If you look in the grass over here, it'll be you know oh, it'll be yeah. all in the grass. It blows away and finishes up in waterways. So it runs into our streams and into the creeks. Our Bioscientists at council have become very concerned about polystyrene turning up in streams. So what do you do
0: about that?
1: What we would like is the tradespeople who who use it to have a greater awareness of how they handle it, how they cut it, how they fit it, how they keep it on a site when they're not using it. We were here uh, about a week or two ago and there was a large pile of polystyrene that was scrapped from this job here
0: Yeah.
1: Um, just kind of sitting here Waiting for someone to do something about it
0: Where did it go? Do you know? It's, um, it's
1: disappeared today and, But I've, that's probably as a result of Simon Wilkinson um, Talking to the developer or the builder Or the, the, the project manager And saying hey can you get rid of that polystyrene There are com- The companies who make the building product Will take it back, they will readily take oh, it they back will. They'll take it back for free They'll come even come and collect it off you Oh. So, um, but the problem is that it, it will often just sit out waiting for weeks. As in, in this case, it has it's waited there for at least a couple of weeks yeah. for someone to come take away, and then you start getting problems like this.
0: And Mark, what we're looking at here, next to the concrete slab, is a pile of rubble with a b- broken up concrete and dirt. Then plastic there's a sheeting. plastic bottle there, and another the more soft plastic. plastic. I mean, does that do you go to that level, or or are the problem so much bigger that you have to kind of address the
1: oh, trying to look at everything really. No bit of timber gets left behind hopefully. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. that's the attitude we're taking. Okay. But it's, it's everything. I mean if you look over there there's it looks like a bit of site fence down here. There's a bit of random a bit of scaffolding that someone's yeah. left behind. Broken concrete there that's come come from somewhere. Where will it go though? In terms of the builder it's not hard for them to Deal with it pretty easily and really speaking pretty cheaply on site, and that's by getting a skip at least. Um, if you look in the street, so this is one of the issues that we're a little bit hot on. If you look in the street, there's not one skip. No. So we've got um, how many houses here? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. About a dozen houses, say, yeah. on that are being developed. Yeah. Not one skipped. There's no skips, there's no portal loose. A lot of the sites don't have a security fence. Uh, not all the sites have a silt fence We have stuff that's pouring out Stuff that's blowing onto the street
0: yeah. Are they breaking the rules Or is it just is it not mandatory To have a skip To have fencing To have um, Under their
1: safety plan they should have a fence Under their resource consent They need to have a silt fence I mean, this site has a silt fence, but it's it's a pretty average attempt at a silt fence. Yeah, it's, bit pathetic, it's really. a bit pathetic, really. Yeah.
0: It's um, some yeah, bits it's of timber and then timber. black. Um, Part of
1: it's not buried. It's The bottom of it's supposed to be buried.
0: So this scheme that Simon Wilkinson is doing in this area that you're working with him on, it, 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 what is it about coming round here and saying to these guys who are working on the site, hi guys, this is what you really yeah, need the same to do? Yeah, saying, guys,
1: this is not good enough. You need to do better. Uh, I can give you the, the phone number if you need. Companies come and take your polystyrene away. Just helping them with that information that they need.
0: How and do they respond? I mean, like, say if you went up to these guys here and see if you're not, you're uh, not
1: complying.
0: Look, generally
1: they're pretty good, you know. They, they're under a lot of pressure. These guys need to get these houses knocked up as fast as they can. They're under pressure. They're under enormous pressure. And so sometimes waste sort of tends to fall down the radar a bit.
0: This probably sounds a bit harsh of me, but um, should we sympathise with them that they're under a bit of pressure? I mean, sh- should that really be an excuse for them not doing what they're supposed to be doing? Because, I mean, let's face it, the whole waste thing is such a big problem. Yeah, yeah. Um
1: yeah, look, I don't I don't know that it's an excuse, but it is a large part of the reason. You know, it is it is high on the radar of a lot of builders. Part of what Simon's been doing is also trying to find the guys who are doing good, interesting stuff, who are running their sites well, who have got a skip, or
0: they're separating stuff out, their silt fences in good condition. But there's no sign of that on this street, and this tour isn't over yet. OK, so we're walking up this street now. I mean, this is quite a... Um Gobsmacking site here because here we are, it's, it's southeast Auckland. east yep, it's, this area it's a bit Southeast here. Auckland, and wherever you look is either farmland or masses of subdivision. Like we're walking straight ahead oh, in car front coming, of car coming. down that hill. Down that hill is a huge, huge piece of land, like it's like a valley that's being. Dug up, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I guess that's getting ready for a big That'll development. Be the next
1: development, yeah. Wow. So um, this is another thing where um, we've also got concerns. So uh, the developer is uh, required to build rain gardens as part of their stormwater development soundwater plan. And the idea of rain gardens is that it's the first port of call for stormwater, mm. and so these are catchment pits and they collect water and then allow water to be released into the stormwater system more slowly. Yeah. And so these are an important part of you know our stormwater infrastructure into the future to make it, you know, know work a lot better.
0: It's like a how like would you a describe it? Place, I guess. Yeah, a concrete, concrete pills and garden. Yeah.
1: and uh, then they put these reed reed type plants in here which love being in the water. And then they've
0: got the, this the pipes that are coming out of them—that's the stormwater pipe, storm is Stormwater it? Pipes and right, and yeah. it looks kind of ugly at the moment because, because
1: um... it's full of litter. This one's full of polystyrene. Oh. It looks like a, the uh, sort of the contents of a glue gun over there. Uh, this one actually isn't too bad. We came here the other day. There was all this site fencing was just dumped in here on top of the reeds. Uh, yeah, banana skin down there. More, more chip wrappers. So they tend to just become a repository for. Rubbish for waste. Yeah. 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 And that's, yeah, so they kind of just use in a bit of a disrespectful way. Yeah. yeah.
0: And these guys that we see around here, they are the workers. So yeah. it's a message actually getting through to the... You know the actual developers the people yeah, who call the shots
1: yeah. and yeah so that's one of the cool things about having Simon out here every week is he gets to know the builders he gets to know the project managers some project managers they might be running a dozen house, a dozen builds at once and he Simon can then follow them from house to house they get to know him um, we've had stories of him going to talk to builders and they say oh yeah we've heard that you're about you know we've heard you're in the air so it's just kind of starting to create an an air and a culture that it's not all right and we want to try and fix it.
0: Is it working?
1: It is totally working yeah because we we see these things like stuff cleared out of out of rain gardens we see the poles polystyrene disappearing so it is working.
0: But I know that illegal dumping is a big problem. Yes. So yeah. how do you know that it's going to the right place?
1: Illegal dumping is it's as much an issue in Flatbush as it is anywhere in Auckland. Part of Simon's job is to be on the lookout for illegal dumping to report it in. Simon has connections with our enforcement team so he can report illegal dumping quickly and we can get it dealt with quickly. People will buy these houses, they might spend hundreds of thousands buying a house and they move in and then there's a sense that, oh my goodness, I've spent all this money moving here and yet there is I feel like I'm in a just a trash zone. Yeah. You know, it's, it's distressing. You know, people want to feel good when they move in their new home, but then they get here and there's chaos. Yeah, yeah.
0: because it looks like is this house here being occupied? I mean, like it's like got that's a been garden. Occupied. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and that would be. That we would were here two
1: weeks ago, easy. and that wasn't occupied.
0: Okay. So, I mean, yeah, I that, that house would cost. Have cost quite a bit of money, I would have thought. It's a nice yeah, looking house, That would be a lot, and um, must be a bit depressing coming up this road, road every day. And,
1: yeah, there's polystyrene styrene blowing into your berm, and um, yeah, this is one of many, is it? To be honest, this is yeah, it, w- it wouldn't be hard for us to, to find another street where that would look not too different to this. Gosh, in fairness, when they finish their build, you know, they will clean the trash up, but that's part of the. Part of the problem is that trash is an issue until they do that. And a lot of these builders won't, they won't have a skip on site. They refuse to have a skip. Why um, do
0: they refuse?
1: Uh, it's just another cost. They're generally not only allowed to have a skip by the skip provider for a, a set length of time. What you'll often see, you'll see a bit of
0: this where they'll pile it up in the corner. And what we're looking at there is um, piles of offcuts... Of timber. Soft plastic. Soft plastic. Yeah, broken
1: concrete. Yeah, so what they'll often do is they'll just pile it up into one corner. If the neighbouring section hasn't been built on, what you'll often see is this will migrate over there. So Mm. the corner of the neighbouring section becomes becomes the skip. I mean, this is another issue. If you look at all this timber here, there's these long pieces that are sitting out in the rain all over the place. Yeah. It's also a case of not good management, not regarding the value of the materials.
0: Here's another alarming fact. The rubbish produced by each house build is tens of thousands of dollars. And guess who pays for it? There's an
1: AUT study which was done a while ago which indicated
0: that every house build
1: produces about $31,000 of waste material. So there's $31,000 on each person's mortgage for materials that are not even in their house. Materials which they've never seen. They don't get any utility out of them. They've just gone to a skip, and they've had to pay for that.
0: Yeah, and looking at this pile here of offcuts and broken bits of concrete and things, I mean, is any of this reusable
1: these small pieces probably not but there are waste collectors who will take this and they can shred it and it can be used in the production of cement, in cement. so at least it doesn't go to landfill it has an energy recovery aspect there's long lengths of timber here yeah. which are obviously usable they're not Absolutely. being stored very well not giving you kind of good vibes
0: is it worse than it has been in the past because as you say the builders are under pressure to get the job done and move on to the next one
1: it hasn't gotten any better. One of the things that we've tried to do is get the council to set the example on its own project. So we've been concentrating a lot on getting the council to adopt really good habits on their own sites, deconstructing buildings instead of smashing them and looking at ways to redistribute deconstructed building materials. and Where would they
0: go to, deconstructed?
1: Oh, there's um, big demand. There's a lot of demand for that. We have community recycling centres who will take it. Uh, there are lots of outlets. There's um, companies who can, like, for example there's a company in Grey Lynn who, can, who build little um, garden cabins and so they can take scrap material for that.
0: Do you have a goal for uh, reducing the amount of waste that goes to the dump?
1: The council's target is zero waste to landfill by 2040. That's our long-term aspirational goal.
0: Wow, which means that all the stuff that comes off these sites has to be Has reusable. to go
1: somewhere. Um, yeah, either it goes sorry, to the cement works or is recovered and goes to a community recycling centre or a scrap dealer or um, a concrete crushing plant or, yeah.
0: Is there enough incentive for them to make sure that there is zero um, waste?
1: Well, the waste levy is going up. That might sort of concentrate the minds of some of them.
0: Well, what is the waste levy?
1: At the moment, it's $10 a tonne on waste going to landfill, but in the next year to two, it's going to $60 wow. a tonne. Plus, it will encompass clean fill, so stuff that goes to Cleanfill will also start to incur the waste levy.
0: And so if these guys on the street don't clear up, Do they get prosecuted?
1: In extreme cases, yes. Yeah, where obviously there's enough level of proof for our legal team to be satisfied that they can be prosecuted.
0: So, are the penalties tough enough?
1: Some people might say not.
0: And then, where does that when people do illegal dumping? Where does that go? Uh,
1: Okay, so that's part of the reason why I came up here.
0: Yeah. So we're going to the end of this road, which overlooks. A valley with bush and farmland, really, that looks like it's also being dug up for development.
1: Yeah, this isn't too bad, but this kind of location is often a sitter for illegal dumping. Yeah. Yeah, you probably, you wouldn't probably have to hang around here for too long to come across some illegal dumping. It's pretty good here at the moment, actually.
0: Yeah, and you don't, I mean, do you know who does it?
1: Oh, well, I think there's just a section of society that does illegal dumping, And the people who do illegal dumping kind of keep doing illegal dumping, I think. (laughs) So there's illegal dumping on public spaces. Look, some of that can come from builders who are just not... can't be bothered getting a skip, for example. Mm. Or they're just working so quickly they don't care where they dump their stuff. They just need to get on with the job and hope that it goes away. And you'll get things like... um, They'll bring in a concrete pump, and then they'll pump the concrete in, and then that's, that's finished, but mm. you've got concrete that's in the pipes, in the concrete pump pipe, and so the concrete pump people don't want to take that away. The concrete truck can't take it back, and so they have to find somewhere to dump that. And see if you look over here. Can you see that pile? Yes. I won't go on the site. Can you see that concrete that's there? Yeah. So that's come out of a concrete pump.
0: Um, there's, there's
1: two piles of it there. It just looks like concrete blob.
0: Yeah, and what will they do with that? That has to.
1: They'll have to. They'll probably somehow it. bury it or something. Oh really? Yeah, yeah.
0: And that burying it is okay?
1: Uh yeah. It's not not the end of the world. They'll probably just push it up against the against where the formwork was. Oh, yeah. But sometimes what you'll get is they'll just tip it on the neighbouring section, you know. So, yeah. and then that becomes a problem for. The, the next door builder when he mm. arrives. It's irritating for the builders, but they've probably done it to someone else.
0: Here is yet another site. Where it's pretty ugly, and there's rubbish sprawled there. But when does this become illegal? Is it when the job is finished?
1: No, it's when the stuff escapes from the site. They can be caught under their resource consent, and they can be caught also under the litter act. But. Our legal people have to have a good level of proof to connect that littering with with that that site.
0: So there seems to be quite a lot of tolerance. Am I wrong? Tolerance by. Well, tolerance for messes like this. In terms of like the builders and stuff. Yeah, Yeah. that's just
1: just the way they work. Uh, But also,
0: is it tolerance on the part of the council and the government that? This, uh, is, this whole street's a building site, no, we we'll let them...
1: No, I think with bringing Simon on board, yeah. that is us saying this isn't tolerable.
0: Is the amount of rubbish that's going in the tip from construction sites reducing? No. Decreasing? No, still, still going up. It's tracking
1: up because um, if you look yeah. at the amount of development, every one of these house builds out here will produce about four tons of waste. Mm. There's nothing to suggest that each house build is producing more waste.
0: Okay, not yeah. producing more but Yeah, but not... it's
1: still it's still tracking in that region of four tons.
0: Okay. So it's sort of we're at the beginning of the process hopefully. Yeah. The beginning yep. of the turnaround.
1: Yep, at the beginning yeah, hopefully at the beginning of the turnaround. Okay.
0: That's it for today. I'm Sharon Brett-Kelly. The Detail is brought to you by newsroom.co.nz and made possible by RNZ and NZ On Air. You can download us free to your mobile phone every day on any podcast platform. If you want to get in touch, email us at thedetail at rnz.co.nz. Alexia Russell produced today's episode, Jeremy Ansell engineered it. And thanks to Mark Roberts. Mā te wā.